With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that 3-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Summer is here. Many of you are driving to. Some of you are driving fro. Either way, we appreciate you that you're locked in. Sirius XM, first two hours of the show. iHeartRadio on the app, all three hours of the show. And to our hundreds of, of affiliates and several more that are added every week. Thanks to our great folks in affiliate sales and affiliate relationships, affiliate relations. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on your AM and FM dial. That's, that's, the code is Terrestrial Radio. Last night, I got a chance with Chris Broussard, also has his own show on the weekends on Fox Sports Radio, and NBA champion Meta World Peace to cover the first round of the NBA draft. And uh, look, there's some things I'm going to share with you in all sports. And, and it's, it's one of the things that 
Um, I think that business people can understand things about other businesses and athletes can understand things about other athletes. And it's, it's always fascinating to me how when I go into a new place, and this is my third new place that I've gone to, obviously, that I am synonymous with basketball because I played college basketball. I played professional basketball. I've covered college and professional basketball throughout my career. Now, I've also hosted national radio for 15 years. And before that, for a year, I worked in local radio in Oklahoma City, to which you covered three sports, football, spring football, and recruiting. And um, when you cover national sports, you cover football first, second, and usually third. And then you get to some NBA big-name stuff in the NCAA tournament time in March. Then there's a little bit of college basketball. For the most part, national sports radio is football-based and then big-name, big-topic-based after that. But because I played and my brother coached, and actually I'm, I'm leaving for Israel, going to be broadcasting the show from Israel over the next couple of weeks to coach a team uh, overseas, because I, I coach some, I tinker with coaching and basketball, such a, a part of my gene pool, I'm synonymous with the sport. But I can tell you that uh, all sports are the same in what we saw in, with the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. You have to have a rabbi in the room. Look, when you go to work somewhere, if you're going to change jobs, people make make decisions to change jobs for a myriad of reasons. The worst reason, although there is there does come a point to which you have to do it based upon money, right? Like if if the money is just obscenely different, you're probably going to have to do do it because Republicans, Democrats, Independents doesn't matter. We're all capitalists at heart, right? That 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 money doesn't buy you anything, but it does buy you something. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't buy you everything, but it does buy you something. But I still think that's among the worst reasons to change jobs. You change jobs for a better opportunity, for a better quality of life. But the best jobs that you will change for have somebody in there who you've worked with before, understands you, your quirks, you understand them and their quirks. They want to champion you because they're hiring you and you want to champion them because you believe in them. You need to have somebody who's willing to stand on the desk, stand on the table and go, that's my guy. You need a rabbi in the room. And I would agree that Jimmy Butler is not a great alpha. He hasn't led well in Chicago. He was thought of as being a prima donna because uh, one of the things that happened with Jimmy Butler, and, and this does this happens at ESPN a great deal. I, I, I spent my first 10 years of my professional broadcasting career at ESPN where when you come up from the proverbial mailroom, you know, when you when you come up from a guy who wasn't expected to do much but be a rotation guy like Jimmy Butler and you become the star of the team, instead of everyone championing that, there will be some people who are jealous. Well, he's different now that he has a lot of money. Like, yeah, he's 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 different. There are more people who want things, there are more things, you know, there are more things to do. You will drive a different car. You will live in a different neighborhood. You will probably have a couple of different friends as well as your old-time friends. Now, that's not to say that changing on your friends is a good thing. It's not. It's just the reality of, hey, when you change tax brackets, when you start making 25 mil a year, when you're the go-to player, there's different. You, you're giving a press conference every night. 
every practice, every post game, you're the one who has to be up there answering questions. And so you can tell me that, well, Jimmy Butler's got to be the same guy he was before he got the money, but he's not. The media doesn't look at him that way. The fans don't look at him that way. The coaches expect more of him. So he has to have more. And something will suffer. But the reason that it makes sense in Minnesota is not because Minnesota's going to win an NBA championship. That's not the point of this. Like, this is how random the NBA draft is. None of these guys are going to help teams win this year. I mean, not, they're not going to be something... Uh, yeah, like, I like Lonzo Ball. I'm intrigued by what he does with the Lakers. But the Lakers aren't a playoff team as they're currently comprised. Stop it. The crazy thing about this draft, as I told you would happen yesterday, end up happening last night. We started talking about a team we didn't expect to because the veteran players that are moved are more interesting than the rookies that are drafted. Tom Thibodeau had his greatest success in Chicago. His greatest success story was Jimmy Butler, who he helped draft out of Marquette, helped mold into an all-star. Thibodeau went to Minnesota last year, and on paper, it looked like a great fit. You bring a hard-nosed, old-school coach who, who coaches, preaches, teaches the right way, playing great defense with great toughness. And you have all these new-age talents from Zach Levine to Chris Dunn to Carl Anthony Towns to Gorgie Dang. Uh, and, of course, you know, you, you throw in there Andrew Wiggins. You had these young guys. You bring in a fundamentally sound old-school coach who climbed his way to the top of the ladder from the absolute dung pile of the CBA and every other minor league. And on paper, it seemed like an, a perfect fit. Could not have been any better. But games aren't played on paper. Kenny Maine says it right. They're played inside television sets, right? And so he struggled to get the team to play any sort of defense. Carl Anthony Towns is a terrible defensive player. And so what does he do? He not only goes out and gets an all-star in Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler was miscast because Butler, kind of like Phil Jackson, we'd seen the Peter Principle. Get to that in a moment. And Butler, you can't win a championship when Jimmy Butler's your best player. It ain't happening. But if Jimmy Butler's your second or third best player in terms of offensive skill, now you got something going. And just like Butler needs somebody who believes in him, who knows how to get the most out of him, the best, the best possible version of himself in Tom Thibodeau, Thibodeau in turn needs a rabbi in the locker room. You got a bunch of young guys who never won anything, don't understand the NBA. They think it's all about their final stat line, not about who wins and loses and what your what your uh, what you do at the defensive end. You bring in Jimmy Butler, who demands respect of his teammates, not just because of his personality, but also because of his success in the league. And by Tom Thibodeau throwing a lifeline to Jimmy Butler in the sinking ship that is the Chicago Bulls. That security works both ways. Now he brings in Butler, and Butler is not only his guy that he can stand by, but Butler can say that the head coach is his guy, and he will stand by him. It's called having a rabbi in the room, somebody who will forever be in your debt. You will forever be in their blessings. And what Tibbs did last night was genius. 
Chicago Bulls were like a three-legged chair with a guy standing on it. And Thibodeau kicked out the third leg as the Bulls are going to sink into the abyss and miss the playoffs in years for, for at least the, the coming year. They are hitting refresh. They're walking past the Xbox and pressing restart or turning on and off the power button. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Timberwolves have a rabbi in the room. Right? Jimmy Butler had kind of worn out his welcome as a quasi-leader of the Bulls. Now he goes to a place with a guy who believes in him and he believes in the coach. And even if they weren't, they didn't have the perfect working relationship when they were in Chicago, the fact was that they were better together than they were separate. And by helping each other out, they can help each other out. That's the way it works. All right. Then you have the, uh, the Danny, Manning, da- Danny Ainge thing, where he's quoted as saying that um, they would take they would have taken Jason Tatum number one overall, and then he comes out today and says, boy, he sure is, uh, you sh- he sure is different. I mean, if, that uh, we, would have, we would have at least liked it. We were bitter that, J- that Josh Jackson did not come in and let us take a look. And look, I don't understand this either. I don't understand the agent philosophy in we have a guy who's up to being the top pick or top couple picks in the NBA draft. Why wouldn't you want them to work out for a team, whether they have the first, the second, or the third pick? Like, what what is the what is the harm in it? There is no harm in it. If the guy can play, it's a one-on-none workout. You can't work out on air. You were going to work out anyway. But it really hurts the credibility of what you're saying if you're Danny Ainge. If you were sure that you wanted to draft jo- uh, Jason Tatum, why were you so set on having to work out Josh Jackson in the last week before the draft. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in Sam Amick from USA Today, kind enough to join us the day after the NBA draft. Uh, your initial reaction when you saw that Jimmy Butler was going to Minnesota? Doug, uh, you know, surprised. I mean, not shocked because this was a storyline that, that we had a year ago, right, where Tom Thibodeau at that point was trying to speed up his team's timeline in Minnesota and reunite with Jimmy, you know, and so it resurfaces. It heats up pretty quickly. Uh, once you see all the pieces involved, I think the surprise is that Jimmy Butler, a three-time All-Star in his prime at 27 years old, uh, couldn't net more in return for the Bulls. You know, I, 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 on the one hand, I, I think the only thing positive going forward for Bulls fans is you have direction, you have a clear dedication to rebuilding. But I mean, it's pretty mind blowing that you know you got Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and then essentially a pick swap between seven and sixteen. Uh, I think very highly of Jimmy's game. I think two-way talents in this league are as important as ever, and I think he's going to really help Minnesota. I just. I thought Chicago could have done better, but the intel that, you you know, not surprisingly that you're hearing at this point is that that's the best they had right now. So they pulled the trigger. Yeah, which which leads you to ask the question, why didn't the Celtics extend themselves more? I mean, I, I know he supposedly doesn't get along with Jay Crowder, his former college teammate, but if, if that's all they had to give up in order to get Jimmy Butler, boy, the Celtics had a ton to offer didn't really need Jason Tatum. He could have swapped picks with a third pick and maybe gave up less 
less in order to do so. It doesn't feel like Danny Ainge might, might have missed this trade opportunity based upon uh, what Minnesota had to get to get Jimmy Butler? It does. I mean, I, I think it's probably safe to presume and connect dots here and say, okay, maybe they're still hopeful on a Paul George front that something like that happens and maybe they think higher of Paul's game than they do Jimmy's. Uh, they could have gotten, I mean, clearly they could have gotten a Jimmy Butler deal done if they put more of their chips on the table. And, you know, what we were certainly told, and what's kind of obvious to anybody watching this, is that they did not put the number three on the table. They did not put the Brooklyn pick next year on the table. And, and Danny's hearing it today. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of the same old storyline of just asset collection and patience and plotting. And, and I think the Cavs play a part here where that competitive gap between Cleveland and Boston, I mean, even though Boston got the number one seed, you know, or maybe it's a Warriors thing. Maybe they just feel like, you know, that's not going to be enough to get them over the top with Jimmy and giving up those assets to get them. And so they're going to still try to go a different way. All right. So what happens to Dwayne Wade? Does he get bought out? I don't know. I mean, Vinny Goodwill, who does a nice job for Comcast in Chicago, had reported last night that uh, it changes nothing about Dwayne's perception of, you know, the way he sees this season. He told David Aldridge of Turner that. There were 24 million reasons that he picked up that option. Um, I actually look at uh, I looked at Snapchat this morning, and I never thought that those words would ever come out of my mouth. But that's <laughs> the day and age we're in. And I followed Dwayne Wade, and uh, he was having a great time in Paris with his significant other, Gabrielle Union, and Jimmy Butler was with them at a cigar bar, having a good old time. And he didn't look like he was sweating much. I mean, I, I think that you know Dwayne if I had to handicap it, plays the season out and just knows that maybe next summer he goes and joins his buddy LeBron somewhere. Uh, Will that be in Cleveland? Will that be in Los Angeles? And if in Los Angeles, with which team? I'm going to go with recency bias, and this could certainly change. we got a lot of time between now and then. But I'm just going to go with the vibe of the moment, which is that that's going to be in Los Angeles. Um, Fueled and inspired by the dysfunction in Cleveland right now, now, if they hire Chauncey Billups, if they settle these waters, if you know Dan Gilbert stops looking like Dan Gilbert of old and LeBron can be happy with the organization again, then maybe that changes. But right now, I feel like they are, you know, the Cavs are giving LeBron so much cover from a PR standpoint if he wants to leave, in addition to the fact that I do think there are substantive reasons that he might want to leave. He's got a ton of business in L.A. He's got a home in L.A., uh, rumblings that his wife would rather be in L.A. We always forget that always plays a part. And where it would be, it's, it, I don't know the answer to that, but it's super compelling because the Clippers, and I wrote this the other day, when they hired Gary West as a consultant, and don't let that title fool you, they're paying the man between 4 and $5 million a year. Um, his relationship with LeBron was to the Clippers seen as an X factor, potential recruiting tool to get LeBron their direction. On the other side, obviously magic moves the needle and the Lakers are trying to get themselves in a good spot for next summer. So we'll see. Sam Mimic from USA Today joining us, Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio day after the NBA draft. Um, what about LaMarcus Aldrich? His name was floated as possible trade fodder. That's a, that's a marriage that doesn't appear to be one that's going to go the distance. Uh, they did. The Spurs did what they almost never do, which is go for a high-priced free agent 
And though two years ago in the regular season's first year, it worked, it didn't in the playoffs, and then it was worse this year. What's the end game there, considering they didn't trade him for a pick yesterday? I don't know where it goes. I, I think that the Spurs are you know, notorious for their you know, being, having due diligence, patience, all those things. They're going to do what's best for the group. All of which is to say, I mean, I would not be shocked if LaMarcus didn't go anywhere, played out the season. But it's not a very comfortable situation. Um, the rumblings about him questioning the fit have been there for a long, long time. And people in Portland w- w- told you from day one, the part that puzzled them about his free agency choice two summers ago, is that this might sound, you know, this is, I'm not picking sides here, but that he was, you know, just not a very Spurs type player personality wise. Uh, there's not, I don't love every single part of how the Spurs operate. And I think at times they take, you know, their mantras and their ethos a little too far. And, and I think they should have found a way to meet in the middle with the markets. But bottom line right now, Doug, is he's not digging the fit. He's not digging the scrutiny and the fact that he got made out to be the GOAT during the playoffs when he didn't play well when Kawhi Leonard got hurt, Tony Parker was out, uh, and then Pop is putting him on blast in front of the media. All that stuff has led to him making it very clear to the organization that if you can find a better home for me, that would be my preference. Is there a better home for him? I don't know. I mean, Phoenix, uh, I was told they had nothing going yesterday. I thought that was a key potential landing spot because of the backstory, because of the fact that he, two summers ago, it was either Phoenix or San Antonio for right. LaMarcus. Right. And it doesn't seem like they were all that interested in going back down that road again. Uh, the Portland thing is reportedly definitely you know, not going to happen, at least via trade. I do think maybe in free agency next summer, LaMarcus kind of turns back behind and considers Portland. Uh, I don't know where else it would be. Sacramento is going to be in the rumors for everything, mainly because they have potentially like $42 million in cap room this summer. So, you know, if you wanted to just ditch a guy and, and create room, Sacramento's an option. So we'll have to wait and see. Sam Amick joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You talked to everybody in the league. Is there a team, based upon what they did in the draft, that people are saying, hey, they did really, really well? Um, this, you know, listen, I'm based in Northern California, so this is kind of right in front of me. Maybe that's why the Kings come to mind. But the Kings, shockingly enough, are getting rave reviews. Uh, they, The backstory here is you got an owner, and I'll make it quick, but in Vivek Ranadive, who couldn't get out of his own way, was too much influence, too much of a voice, not letting the basketball people do their jobs. He has a lot of divots, a very inexperienced executive who had, you know, at different times been a punching bag in the media. And then they added Scott Perry, a respected executive, been doing this for a long time, part of the Pistons championship team in Detroit. Uh, Ken Catanella, another former Detroit guy. They got more experience in the front office. And then they go out and they get the guy they wanted at number five, De'Aaron Fox, extremely excited. There's this viral video out there of a Sacramento media member and showing the fan reaction in a restaurant. I mean, the fans went crazy in this joint as if they won game seven in the finals. They're very happy about De'Aaron. Then they make a real prudent move with number 10, and you trade it with Portland for the 15 and 20 pick, and you get Justin Jackson at 15. Uh, You get Harry Giles at 20. A lot of upside, uh, and then you know even Frank Jackson uh, at 34 in the second round. So they feel like they got four players who could actually be in their rotation within the next couple of years, and I've seen a lot of good praise about them. So I think they did a nice job.
Um, uh, okay, Kevin Pritchard uh, said that Paul George put them in a bad spot by announcing that he wouldn't re-sign with the Pacers. There was talk of him going to the Celtics last night. There's talk of that that still being a, a possibility. Where does Paul George play the first game of next season? Um, the, the Boston thing has got the most legs to it at the moment. I don't, I don't know. You know, Portland does not, especially in light of the fact that they just actually drafted, you know, picks a lot of times are more valuable than players because they, you know, they come with the control of that, that team being able to do what they want. So now they, that they've actually made these picks, Portland doesn't feel like it has the assets to get something done uh, like a Paul George. So you know, I just don't know who else is going to make that happen. By the way, Doug, I had dropped the name earlier, Frank Mason at 34 for the King. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the Paul thing, I think it's all eyes on Boston. You know, now Minnesota's got the guys that they want. Uh, I'm trying to think who I'm forgetting. It's, it's I mean, Cleveland, like Cleveland or the Lakers? Cleveland, here's my thing. on The Lakers are, they're just going to lay in the weeds. And if Boston gets serious and if Boston is putting a ton on the table, then the Lakers are going to reinsert themselves into the conversation because their preference is to just wait until next summer. You know, they were floating things like Julius Randle and one of their late first-round picks in order to get Paul. But they're also trying to, to to be patient and not make the – I keep using this comparison – not make the same mistake that Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks made so many years ago when they traded for him from Denver and they gave up the house to get him. All these players that could have helped Melo and the Knicks be more competitive. He was coming up on free agency at that time, but he wanted his cash – uh, you know, and they went that route, and they paid a price. They saw that they were never nearly as competitive as they wanted to be. The Lakers are already bad enough. They can't afford to give up any asset. They need to wait for Paul in free agency because they know he wants to come their way. But the only caveat is if he's going to wind up in a place like Boston where it's a pretty cool atmosphere, fans are pretty excited right now, you're going to win a lot of games, maybe that changes his mind in free agency next summer, then maybe they need to go ahead and do a trade. Sam Amick, great stuff. Read about, follow him on Twitter. Read his work in USA Today. We always appreciate having you on Fox Sports Radio. Sam, thanks so much for helping us get caught up after the NBA draft. No problem, Doug. Thanks, Sam. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Heard this from Kevin Pritchard reacting to uh, Paul George and his people putting it out there that he's not going to return after next year. It couldn't have come at a worse time for me. If we would have known this a few months ago, I think we could have been a little bit more prepared. And then the way it got out was a little struggling to us. We struggled with that. We want our players to be here. That's important. It really is. And when Paul said he didn't, it's a gut punch. It's a gut punch. Um, it's, it's a hard deal, right? It's a hard deal. Like I understand that, that Paul probably wanted it out there. And, you know, at some point, it's it's like Marissa Tomei, Ramos. You know, when I say Marissa Tomei, there's one line from her long and storied acting career that everybody knows about. Ramos, read my mind right now. By the way, just so you know, I'm broadcasting from uh, Hamden, Connecticut, our iHeart Studios in Hamden, Connecticut. Ramos is in Los Angeles. Ramos, read my mind. When I say Marissa Tomei, what am I thinking about? Attractive woman. All right, so, look, I think that Paul George, he's like Marissa Tomei in in My Cousin Vinny. His biological clock is ticking. He's like, look, I'm like, I was like 28 years old. 
He's watching all these other guys, and he's, you know, he got frustrated playing against the Cavs. He passed to C.J. Miles, who doesn't make a shot. He doesn't get the ball back. He doesn't have a good enough team. He's like, I'm not going to waste another year in Indy. I'm going to go to L.A., and if I let this information out, they'll have to trade me right now. They won't trade me under false pretenses. Like, let's get it done. Why would I waste a year of my prime playing in Indy where I barely make the playoffs only to get dusted by the Cavs? No, thank you. His biological clock is ticking. Heard this one from Danny. This is Danny Ainge, who on one hand said, oh, we don't. Danny Ainge on one hand said, oh, we would have taken Jason Tatum number one overall. Which, that sounds great. Then why did you want uh, Josh Jackson to come in and work out? We were so sure that we weren't sure. But, look, I agree with Kevin Pritchard. It did come in in an opportune time. Paul George could have been traded uh, at the trade deadline like we all thought he would be. But I also don't fault Paul George for letting it out, getting out there, because he's like, look, this is the prime. This is as good as I'm ever going to be. He's watching Kevin Durant, who's the exact same age, go and do work and be viewed as one of the great players in the history of the league. We're having the discussion on radio and on TV. Is he better than than LeBron James? That only happens because he's on a team that plays competitive late into the playoffs. His biological clock is ticking. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I didn't like the LeVar Ball thing because I felt like uh, covering him at the time was not covering the story. It was, I, I didn't want to repeat the exact same thing that we had done in the media in covering Donald Trump. Which is, we may have laughed at Donald Trump's campaign early, but we covered every crazy thing on, uh, you know, from a Republican debates to everything he said. And it, it, it ended up energizing, popularizing him. It became, it became the lifeblood of his campaign. And once uh, I was like 13 others running, there's nothing they could do. Yes, he was polarizing, but we've gotten to this era where polarizing and and popular somehow become intertwined. People are interested by the outlandish. Uh, others at this company disagreed. Others at other companies disagreed. And even if they didn't like what LeVar had to say, it was like catnip to the masses. They kept feeding that the, the crazy dad would come in and say crazy things. And let's go get the crazy dad to go say crazy things. But he wasn't crazy about his kid who was the number two overall pick in the NBA draft last night. Um. I don't think you can fool players. I do think it's interesting. You know, the Lakers' second summer league game in Las Vegas is against the Sacramento Kings, against De'Aaron Fox, who had his own dad who said his own thing about their two matchups. But I'm fascinated by it. I'm also fascinated because I will admit that as much as LeVar irritated me, like, look, I had a dad that was too involved, but he never... He, he, he was never in front of an open microphone would say, my team's going to win the national championship and I'm better than Steph Curry and I'm this and I'm... Never. Never. On the other hand, the kid has lived up to most of the hype. The kid will have to play. And frankly, LeVar's braggadocious style, his outlandish behavior, made his son 
the most interesting draft pick of any of the draft picks last night. Like, it's pretty interesting that like four years ago, or is it like three years ago, excuse me, uh, Markel Fultz was a JV player with no scholarship offers. Now he's like, that's really, really interesting, isn't it? It's pretty interesting that Justin Patton, who was taken in the first round, uh, when he, com- he committed to Creighton, he redshirted his first year and then played one year and then went to the pros. He grew late. He wasn't heavily recruited early. Creighton got on him. Then he blew up. But, I mean, Justin Patton only playing one year as a redshirt freshman, leaving Creighton early. Like, that's an interesting story. None of those, all those stories paled in comparison to the, whether it's a train wreck or whether it's, it's just a manipulation of the media. Lonzo Ball is, of the players that were drafted, he's going to be the one that you're going to remember the most. He's going to be the one that you look to, to see how he succeeds. Not just in stats, but in wins and losses, and how his dad handles himself. He's in Los Angeles. He's playing for Magic. The kid can really pass, but can he get by anybody? The, The whole thing is fascinating. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I like what Golden State did. I just do. I like the Golden State went and got Jordan Bell. And Jordan Bell, they have plenty of offensive players. But, like, if you think that uh, what Tristan Thompson is is effective, Jordan Bell is a better athlete. Uh, neither can neither can shoot, but Bell can actually make a 15-footer. More than anything, Bell is a freak shot blocker and an indefatigable rebounder. I love it. And then I, they got his teammate Chris Boucher on a on a free agent contract, who's seven foot, can shoot threes, can also block shots. I like what they did. With not a ton of work with, they bought into getting uh, Jordan Bell, and I thought that was real. Uh, those are he'll make the team. He'll make their rotation. He'll be one of their ten. I mean, you got Pat McCaw, who's going to be a tremendous defender, and Jordan Bell. Like you're supplementing your offense with defense off the bench. That's why Bob Myers has two championship rings, in addition to the fact he has some star players. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Cardinals backup quarterback Drew Stanton. Came into the league as a second-round draft pick of the Lions. Of course, Drew Stanton, one of those uh, Michigan State products, right? came in in, in 2007. He, he's been one of those consummate backup guys, right? Like, oh, I remember Drew Stanton when he was in Detroit. I remember Drew Stanton when he was in Indy. Um, and what's, what's fascinating is his thoughts on the development or lack of of ability to develop quarterbacks. Quote, it's so hard to develop as a quarterback in the league nowadays. That's what Drew Stanton said to um, Josh Weinfuss. He said, the NFL, unfortunately, is headed down a bad trend. When I first got in the league, you can be an inactive third on game day like I was when I was younger. The transition that transitioned into now, they're supposed to save spots and get guys in the practice squad. Um. Bruce Arians made it made it clear in Arizona when discussing the Cardinals' backups. They have, remember they have not just Stanton, they have Blaine Gabbert and Trevor Knight. Trevor Knight straight out of Oklahoma, probably a practice squad guy. Aaron said they'll be keeping a third quarterback on the active roster when it comes down to whether or not he's the best player, regardless of, of position, and the fact that quarterbacks don't play special teams uh, plays a role in that decision. 
even if the league were to revert to the old inactive arrangement, there would still be limits to how much work quarterbacks can do with a depth chart with teams. In other words, there's no minor league for the National Football League. And what Stan's saying is like, look, because of the 53, you don't, and you can't have a guy inactive. And it's among the problems is, and I don't know what being active really means. They cut down by cutting down practice time. It's it's one of those law. You guys know the law of unintended consequences. My it's one of my favorite things. The law of unintended consequences. The um, I'm trying to think. Um, how would you describe the law of unintended? This this is how I would describe it. Okay, unintended consequences are outcomes that are not ones foreseen or intended by purposeful action. Let me give you the example in the NFL is this. They've cut down practice time substantially. Now, part of why they did it, they did it during the last collective bargaining agreement. They did it because the players felt like it was a waste of time. The players felt, but really, they did it because they're just trying to protect themselves from more lawsuits over concussions, right? And lawsuits over injuries. They can't get guys hurt. Like, we can't. But the problem, the unintended consequences of having no no two-a-days, essentially, in, um, in training camp and having such limited time in actual practice during the season is, one, the offensive line play is usually subpar early in the year, and two, backup quarterbacks never get a chance to take snaps. Like You don't have that much time. you got to put in the game plan. Also, you have more Thursday night games, which means more short weeks. All you got time to do is get your starter ready and get your backup a couple reps, and that's about it. And Stanton's like, look, you can't develop because these guys aren't dressing. They're not getting time in practice. So you don't have a next wave of quarterback. You don't have quality backups or quality third stringers that are going to develop the quality backups to be quality starters. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.